Well, we got something special because Elementary OS 6.1 landed yesterday and Danielle Foray is joining us. Danny, welcome to the show. And it sounds like it's more than just a number. There's a lot in 6.1. Yeah, it's actually, you know, I think it's the most we've ever packed into a point release in a short amount of time. Like our release blog post for this point release is nearly exactly as long as our original release post for like the 6.0 proper. Okay, help me. How do I say the name? Is it uh, Jolnir? So that's the fun part is none of us know how to pronounce it correctly. I think it's like Yulnir, like Yuletide, I think. Maybe. Okay. I should have gone that. You're right. Right. I should have gone that direction. You're right. That's obvious when I think about it. Okay. So what happened? Why is dot one just loaded up with stuff? Is it things that were kind of on track for dot O and just didn't quite make it? Well, I mean, we've got a ton of feedback from people from the release of OS 6. And so one of the big things that we like to concentrate on is, you know, wrapping up all that feedback and trying to address um, the things that people have told us like as soon as possible. But we've also, you know, been really revamping a lot of our processes like internally and taking more of a project management approach to things. So we've gotten like a really good system for kicking out new updates and just really prioritizing things and just getting features hammered out. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Like, so some internal improvements that have just led to a more streamlined development process. And this is sort of the fruits of that labor. Exactly. Oh, well, that's great. Congratulations. That sounds like that's going to be an investment that'll, you know, pay dividends for a while. I know a lot of people had mixed opinions on uh, the available apps at launch of OS 6, but it sounds like now there's over 90 curated apps in the App Center, at least. I mean, things are coming along and now there's is there also flat hub integration as well? Yeah. So as of this morning, we have 97 apps approved in app center with a few more in the queue. Um, and then, um, kind of what we've done is, um, we've worked really hard to make sure that people know that, um, side loading is like expected and an important part of the flow and like show them in our welcome app and on app center. If they like get a search result that doesn't return anything, like let them know that like, Hey, you know, all these flat packs on Flathub are compatible with elementary OS and you can easily just go download them and double click and install like anything you want. So even if something is, even if somebody doesn't publish their app in our store, like you still have the complete open availability to download these apps for Linux. That's, I mean, that's what people love to hear, right? They want to know that's going to be the case. Um, this is sort of an odd one to talk to you about, but it struck me like a lot of times when you get a new update to how something as fundamental as alt tab behavior works, it's, it's honestly like, it's really glitzy, right? It does a lot, but you guys have almost kind of simplified the alt tab process now in a little bit. Um, tell me about that because it's kind of gone from a very visual swapping where you could tell what the active application was by watching the doc. And now it's something a lot simpler. You know, when we first designed the alt tab switcher, we kind of had all these things about like, you know, well, let's throw everything out the window and like come up with something really unique and different. And like, what, you know, could we possibly do um, with like the tools that we have? 
And um, over the past several years, really, we've got a lot of feedback from different people that um, they didn't really like the solution we came up with and that the animations were too flashy and could be disruptive and didn't really fit into how most people actually use those kind of switchers. So we tried to gather up a lot of feedback. Um, we worked with a bunch of members from the community. Um, we even got um, design input from somebody uh, who does some UX work for like Google services <laughs> that was just happened to be like in the community and wanted to give their thoughts. And so we came back to this like really just simple switcher that was like, you know what, this is, this is what the people want. You know, they don't want the flash. They don't want the whiz bang. They want just the thing that does the thing. And so that's, you know, that's what we did is give the people what they want. <laughs> I mean, it's not a common approach. Usually it's more glitz, more glamour, but this one, it's, it's back to the basics, but I, I think it works really well. Uh, and is it accurate to say that 6.1 is really the release where the dark style is fully implemented and looking good now? Yeah. So, um, you know, when we first implemented the dark style as something that was very specific to uh, how it was working on elementary OS, but we've been working a lot with free desktop and the GNOME community in particular. And so the um, version of the dark style that we're shipping right now is compatible with the new free desktop standard. So apps that are built for GNOME 42 will be compatible with it. And um, I believe the upcoming KDE version, I can't remember the version number of KDE that's going to be compatible with it, but it's it's like something that's going to work for every app you get from everywhere. And like right now, it doesn't necessarily support that because people are still updating, but like we're there, we're ready for the next generation of, you know, that free desktop spec. I love that. It means it works across GNOME. It works across elementary apps and sounds like future plasma apps too. That's, that's good. And we're hopeful that now that it's, you know, a free desktop spec that we can get buy-in from Electron and maybe from, you know, Google and Mozilla and stuff like that too. Yeah. Right. I mean, hopefully, um, you know, I'm looking through some of this stuff and it's like a lot of really nice stuff to see some stuff around display scaling and geez, that, that, that whole UI around that looks so great. But the burning question really when it comes to that area in our chat room is, what are your thoughts about Wayland down the road? It's, it's you know, nearer and nearer. Uh, is the groundwork being laid for that? Are you, are you looking at kind of what needs to happen to make that transition or are things more further along than I realize? Yeah, absolutely. Like we've had a Wayland project up for a while and we've been kind of just like picking issues off it here and there. Um, but we really are trying to make Wayland a big goal for OS 7. And um, Cassidy actually uh, has been doing a UI study recently related um, to some components that we need to rewrite to work properly with Wayland. So uh, we're, we're really like aiming for, for first class Wayland support when the next release, that's a huge goal for us. And then this last kind of question I have that's an area I don't, I don't really understand because honestly, some of the aspects of Flatpak still kind of are complicated to me. But is there now an elementary OS Flatpak platform based on the 6.1 release now that, that can be used as a, a Flatpak platform for others to build and distribute apps on now? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so when we um, 
redid our uh, app center completely based around Flatpak for OS 6. Uh, we had a Flatpak runtime there, um, a 6 version. So now we have a 6.1 version out. But yeah, developers can build their apps against the elementary runtime. And that's what we use in App Center. And, um, you know, it's uh, built off of um, the free desktop um, SDK and the GNOME SDK. So it's compatible, you know, across other distros. So if you write your app against the elementary runtime, you know, you can download the Flatpak and run it on whatever distribution. Mm, okay. So if I'm following you, uh, it's sort of like when you do a major update now, there's going to be a update to the Flatpak platform as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it contains, you know, all the libraries that we're building against and like the latest versions of Granite and our style sheet and like, you know, all the little utility functions for the latest APIs and everything. Hmm. Okay, that's okay. Then I got a random one for you. Um because I know that there are six, uh, 64-bit ARM versions of a lot of the apps in the App Center. And I know you guys tested on like the Pinebook and stuff like that. But now I've got, I've got a generic ARM 64 box I just want to run elementary on. Is that going to be something that's doable soon? Like, will there just be a, an ARM ISO that people will be able to download in the future? Yeah, so right now, if you go to uh, builds.elementary.io, we have ARM images in early access, um, so you can download and test those out. We're still kind of ironing out um, a, a good kernel that we can like know that it's well supported so that we can have like an officially well supported release. Um, but that is available in early access for you to play around with but the caveat that you know that, you know, it's it's still kind of experimental. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. That's great though. Sounds like, so it does sound like work is underway. Uh, I know my uh, Raspberry Pi 400 is going to love that too. Um, there's so much we could talk about, like just alone with the app center, we could fill a, we could fill a whole episode. So is there anything else you wanted to draw attention to or mention before we wrap up? Um, yeah, actually, you know, another huge focus for us has been making sure that we can get elementary OS shipped on devices. Uh, so we have, um, you know, our partners, our retailers. So if you go to uh, store.elementary.io, you can see there if you're in the market for a new computer. Um, we have, you know, uh, laptops and mini desktops from Laptop with Linux. Um, we have the, the desktops, laptops and minis from Slimbook and all in ones also. And then Star Labs makes some really, really slow computers, really cool notebooks. Okay. I'll have to check that out, man. It just really impresses me. This release, there's so much in there. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the release announcement. This, if you want to, if you want to go to school on how to write a, a post that uh, covers updates to your OS, you can go to class with this post. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. 